Hello, and welcome to the PixiePearls.com podcast, episode 19, Knitting Mojo. In this evening's podcast, I'll be focusing on Knitting Mojo. Bloggers with Knitting Mojo, Ravelers with Knitting Mojo, Websites with Knitting Mojo, and Books with Knitting Mojo. It's all about great knits, people knitting great things, and everything working out nice. No frogging, no ripping, just beautiful, wonderful knits. First, I'd like to start out talking about the latest knitting controversy. Out there on all the forums and the other blogs, there has been talk about how Ravelry has killed the knitting blog. Now, let's look at this from a different perspective. Ravelry. For those of you who don't know what Ravelry.com is, it is a wonderful social networking website for knitters. It's also a fantastic research tool if you'd like to check out a knitting pattern and see if other people have been knitting it and what it looks like. Quick little overview for those of you who haven't heard and must live on Mars. (laughs) Ravelry.com is huge, 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 huge. I think they have like 50,000 users or more and tons of forums and just gads loads of knitting content. So people have said that Ravelry has killed the knitting blog. I think to some degree that might be true and to some degree that might be false. The reason I say that is because, for example, there are people who start blogging for numerous reasons. There are people who start blogging because they like to blog and the whole concept of blogging. And there are people out there who just want to document their knitting. They might not be that huge into the writing or talking about themselves. They just want to get involved with the knitting community. Well, Ravelry has certainly offered a new venue for that. It's a new way, a new avenue for people to get in touch with each other and look at other people's knits and share what they've knitted. So for people who might not have ever started blogging for the sole purpose of blogging to begin with, it probably has offered a fantastic alternative. But I do think if we're going to sit there and say Ravelry has killed knitting blogs, we have to look at all the tools out there. Should we say that Twitter has killed the knitting blog? Or even better, could we say that Flickr has killed the knitting blog? Okay, what is Twitter? Twitter Twitter.com is a website for quick, instant messaging en masse. So you can sit there and write a sentence and everyone on your friends list can see it. It is instantaneous the way that instant messaging is but it's not real time talking to one person it's real time talking to a thousand people or however many people are watching your stream but you can only post so many characters i think like 60 characters so it's only like two or three sentences at the most again that serves a totally different purpose than i would say a traditional blogger does then you have Flickr. okay i'm going to talk about a well-known blogger karaoke And um, I'll have links to all this, Twitter, Ravelry, and anybody that I'm talking about specifically um, in my uh, show notes. So Karaoke is a well-known blogger in the knitting community for a long time now. And she doesn't update her blog as often as I do. (laughs) I update mine like every three days to a week. So I had noticed that Karaoke hadn't been posting your blog very often a while ago. And I started checking out her Flickr stream. Flickr.com is a photo sharing website. And it's also a social networking tool. And I always check out my friends list on Flickr and see what other people are posting for photos. And a lot of people do this 365-day project, which is where you take a picture every day of yourself. Or I think there's several different variations, but one of them is to take a picture of yourself every day with a note about it. To kind of capture what happens to you over a year. 
Well, karaoke does that. A lot of different people do. A lot of knitters do, actually. And she always has cute little notes that says what she's going on. She gets lots of comments to her pictures. So there's probably a lot of times that she's flickering, <laughs> twittering, flickering, ravelry, whatever. She's flickering instead of blogging. And so then can we say that Flickr killed the blogger? I think that it's kind of silly to get too black or white about it and say that Ravelry killed the knitting blogs or any of those other tools have. I think that there's now a mul multitude of different ways to communicate with people and to share your content out there on the internet. I don't see bloggers going away anytime soon, but it has changed. There was a day when you could read blogs and someone might post about something they had purchased, whether it be a really cool new bag, shoes, a book, and pretty much you could be sure that there, it was an innocent thing. They had gone and bought that and wanted to blog about it because they love it. Well, now people get paid to blog about stuff. They get paid to blog about stuff that people give them. They get, get paid to blog about stuff they purchase anyway. So let's say I went to Walmart and I bought some lipstick. I could then apply to one of these groups that pay you. And I would say, well, I bought some CoverGirl makeup. Does CoverGirl offer payment for blog posts? Sometimes they do. There's a lot of bloggers that make a lot of money that way. Now, I don't know of any knitting bloggers that make a living that way. But I do know other bloggers out there on the internet that do pay their mortgage uh, doing stuff like that. So blogging has changed. It's not quite as innocent as it used to be. And also I think as the internet, as the space has grown and more and more people have found things and things have gone from being kind of underground and not quite known about by everyone, now things are bigger and known by everyone. And when you get more and more people, sometimes you can get some stuff that might not be so fun. You know, more nasty comments, weirdness I don't know it's just not quite the same as it was you know four years ago but that's okay things change and I think blogs are going to be around for a really long time and I can tell you I still every day read loads of blogs I'm always logging into um, my google rss reader or blog lines I have different sets for each one and there's always tons of knitting posts to be reading Next up, I'd like to tell you guys what I am currently knitting. I am knitting a Halloween costume for my daughter, who is actually going to be one year old in just like two weeks. How exciting. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I could take a moment to talk about her as I'm knitting something for her, and I guess you want to hear an update maybe. I don't know how much baby stuff you really want to hear, so I won't talk for too long, but um, I've just been busy knitting her loads of stuff and it's been so much fun and she is walking now and she can take like eight or ten steps all on her own and she loves pushing things all around the house. She can sit there for hours just pushing a box back and forth and um, I have a new pattern that's going to be coming out in probably about a week. Um, it came out a lot later than I intended it to. I meant to have it out a month ago but it's called Fruit Loop and it's a cute little... Um, gathered shirt that comes in three variations pineapple grape and strawberry so cute and I took these fantastic photographs of my daughter outside in um, our backyard wearing them and then I had them blown up 8 by 10 and I put them in the kitchen because I thought you know it was fruit oriented would be kind of cute 
and I put them on the wall. Well, every time we walk into the kitchen, she points at the wall and goes, me, me. <laughs> and she, does, she doesn't know she's saying me. She just likes to say me whenever she's excited. <laughs> and she points at these pictures of her wearing these little knit tops, and I just think it's so cute. And, you know, I had never thought of doing that before, but I realized knitting is such a huge part of my life, and what better to do than have some really pretty pictures taken of you wearing your knitting or a child wearing something you knit and then having it blown up and putting it, framing it, putting up it on your on your wall. I mean, you know, sometimes those knit things that we that we've made may only get worn for one season. They might get grown out of or misplaced or, you know, something spilt on them. But you can have them forever if you take a really great photograph and, and have it put up. So if any of you are some really hardcore knitters and you've knit some gorgeous shawl that took you months on end, I say go find a professional photographer and get some great pictures of yourself taken outside wearing it and hang it up in your living room or your dining room. Be proud. <laughs> so I have really enjoyed looking at those pictures every day and so does my daughter. <laughs> she giggles every time she sees them. Okay, so I am knitting her a Halloween costume and I'm using three patterns for that. I am using the... Um, the blue blog, um, Allison, she made the, uh, she's one of the authors of the, the Harry Potter knitting book, and she has these um, baby bell bottoms that are so cute, and I'm knitting them in uh, blue sky alpaca silk red, it's really deep red, and it's a, it's a devil outfit, so I'm knitting these little baby bell bottoms, and they have a garter stitch um, bottom, like a cuff. And I'm going to add a tail that you can like loop on so it can be taken off and then she can wear those pants any other time. Then I am using my Country Kitty little, you know, um, t-shirt pattern that I wrote that's on my blog. I'm knitting that out of the same yarn. Similar gauge. I might have to go up or down a needle size um, for some of them, but so far it's been working out really well. And so I knit the top and um, I added, I picked up around the neck. It was just a rolled stockinette edging. And I picked up around the neck after I was done. It's a raglan top. And the uh, sleeves are kind of um, feminine looking because of the way that they're like quarter. Um, I can't think of the word for that. <laughs> but um, I picked up stitches around the neck after I was done and added a little garter stitch border around the neck as well to match the pants. And it looks so cute. And then I accidentally knit it too short. So now I'm going to need, that's why I haven't photographed it yet because wasn't very happy with it. It wasn't done. Um, so I'm going to snip out the bottom and re-knit again and knit garter stitch band at the bottom of the top to make it a little longer and then it will match. Everything will match. And then there's this little devil baby hat pattern that's on the internet that's free. Uh, the pants are free. The hat is free and then my top is not because that's a pattern that I sell. But um, the hat is a little devil baby hat and it has little ears that you add and then it has little tiny uh, things that like cover the ears, but they're not very big because I guess because it's a baby. But they, I think the hat kind of covers half the ear, so the ear flap only needs to cover the bottom of the ear, so it's only like an inch wide. And then hanging from the ear flap are these little strands that then have a little devil horn, whatever you want to call it. The little it looks like it looks kind of like a Star Trek logo. <laughs> it's like a little V um, at the bottom, and that's how I'm going to do the tail too to match. And I knit the hat, but um, I added stitches because my gauge was so much smaller. I guess you could say larger. It was like six stitches per inch instead of like three or four that the pattern called for. And I um, added a bunch of stitches and I added 
way too many. So now um, I, I think I'm going to save that one for next year, um, you know, winter, Halloween, whatever, and then re-knit another one because I definitely have enough yarn. So I've knit the hat, though it doesn't have ears, and I need to re-knit it. I knit the top, though I need to add a garter stitch band on the bottom. And then for the pants, I've knit one leg and started the second leg. So I'm almost done. I'm pretty close to being finished. And I, I put it on hold and set it aside because I had um, some other stuff that I'm knitting that I will talk about uh, very shortly. Oh, I just thought of, um, speaking of Ravelry earlier, if you are a Ravelry user, um, and the site is technically still in beta, so... Um, I know that some people might not have joined yet, but um, I think it takes about a day to get added once you sign up. I did start a Pixie Pearls podcast Ravelry group, so if you do a search in the group section and you want to join and show support for my podcast, <laughs> I would love that. Um, I post, I'll post updates there whenever I have um, made a podcast, so you can subscribe to the thread and then um, see every time that there's a new podcast when, when you're in Ravelry. That way... You can know right away. Alrighty, well next up, let's get to all of my blog spotlights. Today, um, I will be spotlighting a finished uh, clover lace cardigan by Fancy Pants Knit. Um, a beautiful feather and fan shawl completed by La La La, which is a local Georgia blogger. An abundance of Lisa did an adorable aqua tank top that I adore. And an island girl from Prince Edward Island knit a very, very pretty tank top. Uh, so it's two tank tops. And then the last knitting blog I will spotlight is Never Not Knitting that um, has a beautiful modified Giselle uh, knit. And I'll talk about each of those patterns. So first up, let's talk about fancypants.blogspot.com. And Fancy Pants has a dash in between the two words. And she knit a beautiful... Um, clover lace cardigan and as for the pattern she says it's my own heavily adapted from the leafy lace cardi and she posted all the details about it on her Ravelry page which I will have a link to her blog post about this in the show notes and it is this beautiful um, three-quarter inch sleeve lace cardigan that has that little heart almost paw print lace pattern throughout the chest it's kind of a um, v-neck cardigan and then right before the bottom has some ribbing it has this lovely bit of a lilac piece of ribbon pulled through and it's just so pretty um the leafy lace cardigan uh has a different uh stitch pattern on it as well and i, I like her version and it's in this really pretty pale purple and i just think it's really pretty with and without the ribbon so you can check out her blog if you'd like to see that beautifully finished uh, summer knit. So La 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 is um, nightfell.com, N-Y-T-E-S-A-L-L-E.com uh, forward slash blog. And she's a local Georgia knitter that I've actually known for a few years. And she created the prettiest feather and fan. Um, it's called a hand spun comfort shawl sampler and basically it's using all different um, bits of hand spun and her name is Melissa uh, the, the one who who authors this particular blog and she has the most gorgeous hand spun you have ever seen in your life I mean I saw some of the very first hand spun she'd done from the first like year she was spinning and she's just 
a complete natural. There's those people who just sit down at a wheel and they basically make what looks like commercially spun yarn. There's no variance. It's just gorgeously smooth and perfect and no slubs. I mean, unless you're going for that, some people really like that look and do it on purpose and that's pretty too. But she just spins gorgeously and the feather and fan shawl is in these beautiful strips of uh, burgundy and a blush color and an aqua and a gray and a beautiful pale lime and a pale pink and it's just really really pretty so if you'd love to see something created with various bits of hand spun it's it's a great pattern to look at and it's easy because feather and fan is so simple anybody could do that with their hand spun scraps or just if you're like me and you only spin up like 200 yards of one thing at a time it's a great way to use your leftovers now for An Abundance of Lisa, I have read that blog for, I don't know, years it feels like. Uh, it's abundance, com, and she has this beautiful aqua tank top that is just so cute, and the pattern is called the Frock Camisole by Katie Himmelberg from Interweave, uh, it's from Interweave Knit Spring 2008, and she used classic elite cotton bamboo and Turkish tile. And it's so cute. What it is, is you know how this season and last season, all these gathered tops are really popular. Um, it's just like a little bit of a, almost looks like a, uh, the shape of a wife beater. <laughs> Probably a really bad example. But it's got the straps, but they kind of curve in a bit. And the top looks like um, either reverse stockinette or a bit of garter stitch. And then right above the breast, like right above your breast line, it gathers. And then flows nicely over your chest and bust line and then over your stomach so it's not fitted um, but it's still feminine and really cute and even though it's not fitted it, it it doesn't look baggy or anything it's just adorable and um she says at the top of it the the stockinette seemed endless but but with the heat keeping me tethered to the ac this weekend i was able to finish it off my wonderful photog braved the afternoon heat with me to grab a few shots on our rooftop and it's a really cool view. The cami is just so cool and light, as I was hoping it would be, guaranteeing somewhere before the summer is out. And she's standing um, out on their patio, she says, and there's this fantastic cityscape view and this bridge. Really, really pretty photographs. So she looks really cute in those photos. And it looks like it just took her about um, a month to knit it, though I imagine um, depends on how much free time you have. But she knit it pretty quickly, and it doesn't look like it would take much time. And it's very, very cute. And onward to our next tank top, another blog that I've been reading for a really long time that I have not highlighted before is An Island Girl, a.k.a. The Knitting Nana. And um, this is someone who I've, I've read her blog for a long time. Um, I love Prince Edward Island in Nova Scotia, so anytime I see any bloggers who live there, I always, I always pay extra particular attention to their blogs because you get to see all kinds of beautiful pictures posted from the local area. It's kind of like if you saw somebody who had a blog who lived on the island of Fair Isle or in Scotland or Ireland. It's just interesting. And then just over the years reading her blog, I've gotten to know her and write back and forth with her over email. And she knits um, a lot, I believe, for her daughter, um, Carrie. And it's this really, really cute tank top. It looks like from the blog post that the pattern is called Lillian. Um, it didn't have a lot of details on it, but it was really cute. And she has another photograph um, 
farther down in the blog entry of her niece um, modeling a different version of it that she had knit that was white. And uh, what it is, is it's a tank top and the front chest portion is stockinette stitch. It's almost the opposite of the, of the first tank, the lace cardigan I was talking about. Um, it has stockinette at the top, so it's plain at the top on the chest. And then below there, uh, from the waist on down, it has a pretty lace stitch and it has a ribbing, uh, kind of a square neck and then ribbing on the neck and on the, uh, on the sleeve, or, well, on the shell, on the shell's edge. And the last blog is one, I don't know exactly how I found this blog. I'm not sure if it's one that was on my blog lines. I find a lot of things in Ravelry. Oh, oh okay. Yes, I was in Ravelry and I was looking at Giselle, which is one of the newer designs from Marnie, from um, uh, Marnie McLean, if I'm saying her last name correctly, um, has some gorgeous, gorgeous knits. And she had this pattern called Giselle that Stitch Diva uh, uh, sells on their website. And I was looking at different completed versions because I was thinking about buying it. And I saw this one, which is just gorgeous. Uh, and if, for those of you who are not familiar with Giselle, it's this beautiful wrap. I don't know if you technically call that a cardigan, but it's like a, it's a wrap sweater. And then it has this interesting stitch pattern across the waist where it's almost like holes are created, like a little lace. It, all, it looks like it looks like you could, well, I think there's two versions. One where you can leave it plain and the other one where you can actually slip through the lace or the holes that are knit. You can slip uh, a, a bit of um, ribbon. And she modified it a little bit. Uh, it says right here. Okay, I'll read a little bit. She says, of course, this top has been modified from the original pattern. It was originally designed to include these flared Renaissance looking sleeves that I wasn't sure if I was completely into, so I decided to leave them off. The short sleeve version fits much, much fits my style much more, and it will be great in the spring and summer, the time when I'll be wearing this most. Since the yarn Barocco Seduce is a linen blend, it is more suited to the warmer months. And I love the sleeves that she created. It, it's a top-down raglan with a very wide neck, and it's more like a V-neck because of the way it crosses across the chest. So she didn't really have to do much to the sleeves at all. I'm, it looks like um, she might have knit a little bit. It's hard to tell. There is a tiny bit of, looks a little bit longer than the raglan where it stops under the armpit. And it just looks like a cute cat sleeve. And it's in this um, very, very pale creamy beige color. It's marbled a little bit, like speckled with white a tiny, tiny bit. Because uh, it's like a slubby yarn. And it's so pretty. I mean, it is just so pretty. It's, imagine a thin, delicate, uh, off-white beige, marled with a little bit of white, very delicate wrap v-neck over a crisp white tank top, a little bit of a silver necklace, and uh, the knitter, um, Never Not Knitting, which is nevernotknitting.blogspot.com, is pretty blonde hair, and it's just great pictures, and the pattern looks like it fits her exquisitely. And where it wraps around the side, she actually added a little button so that it would stay because she, she said she didn't like, she wanted to help it sit better. And uh, instead of the ribbon through the open part along the waist, uh, I think for this version, it's a knit, like you knit a cord, it's probably eye cord or, or a braid or something. And I actually did wind up purchasing the pattern after I saw her version with the little cap sleeves. I just knew I had to make that. It's on my list of like 30 million things that I want to knit but it's beautiful and if you're looking for a pretty wrap light cardigan you can always knit a plain long sleeve version you don't have to do the belled version you could make your own alteration and knit a longer sleeve and it looks like it would be fantastic to wear 
uh, in the fall. And it's it's so pretty that it's something, um, you know, it almost looks like something you buy at Ann Taylor, the, the version that she knit. And it's something that I could see wearing to work or wearing to a, a, a fancy dinner out with your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or out with friends, you know, a fancy night out on the town. That sounds really silly when I say it. <laughs> Can you tell I don't go out very often? <laughs> um, but that concludes all of my blog spotlights. Ooh, actually, there's room for a really nice segue there. So that pattern Giselle is created by Stitch Diva Studios. And I didn't know if um, a lot of my listeners were familiar with stitchdiva.com. It's just like it sounds, stitchdiva.com. And they specialize in, I would say, very modern, pretty, sexy uh, knit, knit objects, as well as crochet. They have a fantastic array of crochet tank tops and like almost like dresses and stuff. And I, I'm familiar with Stitch Diva Studios primarily through Knit and Tonic because she had that Sahara pattern uh, through there, and there have been several really, really pretty patterns. And the Marnie's Giselle was up there as well. So if you like those sort of sweaters, if you recognize the names of any I'm talking about, Stitch Diva Studios, is you may already know about them. But if you haven't and you like some beautiful, young, and modern uh, sexy knits, <laughs> they're a great website to check out. They have some great patterns. My only qualm with them would be the actual physical pattern. They have fantastic taste in the patterns that they make available, and they pick fantastic designers. However, <laughs> I do not like their PDFs. This is the second time um, I've bought a pattern directly from them, and they have no concept of white space. I mean, the PDF is just ram fold, and it's really hard to read. It's not as though, from a technical perspective, that the patterns are hard to read. It's physically hard to read. It's the layout. It's the white space. I, I wish I could, like, call them up and say, please let me redesign your PDF file. Because it, oh, I just, every time I want to reference, like, maybe I don't look at the pattern for half an hour because I'm knitting and I just want to go back and look and, and find out, just reread real quick the last sentence of where I was or what's coming up next to get an idea. It takes me forever because I have to, like, figure out where I was and look at the page and just the text is all squished up. And then the other thing that bugs me is that they do have password support or a password on their PDF patterns. So they send you two PDFs, one which has a password and then the in it when you open it. And then the other, the actual pattern, which is password protected. They are the only people I know out of all the knitting patterns in the world that bother to do that. And if someone really wanted to hack your file, I mean, think about it. It's a PDF. I could print it a hundred times if I wanted to. I mean, if someone's going to be malicious like that and do it, they're going to do it. I don't know what putting a password on it is going to do. Or if I was going to send out the PDF, if somebody did that, wouldn't they just say what the password was? And by the way, so far for the two patterns I've gotten, it's been the same password and it's not entirely that hard to figure out. So I don't understand why they do that because those two things just make my life more miserable when I'm trying to look at a pattern. And it just seems silly because people are going to do bad things if they're going to do bad things. If they're going to be malicious, they're going to be malicious and you really can't stop them. And it's sad that it would then be punishing everybody else for that. But, you know, I'm not usually too critical on my podcast. I always feel bad. Um, they they have fantastic patterns and they have the best designers. And I, I definitely encourage you to go check out their website and possibly buy some patterns. But be a little forewarned about the format. So now you know what you're getting into. So if you buy it, you can't be upset like I was. <laughs> and yet another lovely segue. 
So Stitch Diva Studios have a lot of patterns from Wendy Bernard, or at least at least a couple, I think. And um, she had Wendy Bernard of KnitAndTonic.net had been talking about on her blog her book that she was creating uh, for a while now, and I went ahead and pre-ordered it on Amazon, which I've I've pre-ordered a couple books, not too many, but I was looking forward to it because I've almost always loved every single pattern that she has had available whether on her website for free, the ones that she she sells on her website, or the ones that she does through other companies. I was not disappointed with this book. This is a fantastic book, and it's called Custom Knits. And uh, I know I, I know, like today I was at Niche in Atlanta, the yarn store, and they had sold out. And um, I have not been in the bookstore to see if any of the bookstores carry it yet, but um, Amazon.com. Uh, had a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of good feedback I had gotten from people about ordering it through them, and I got it I think before even some of the stores were selling it, and um, it's a great book. The reason why it's so great is because it's set up to talk about all the different sweater types and constructions. So throughout the book, there's God knows how many great patterns. There's a ton, but there's um, you know set-in sleeves, there's raglan sleeves, there's um, saddle shoulder sleeves, and it'll set it up like here's here's several patterns that are raglan and here's several that are this way and here's several that are yoke necks and then each pattern has a little box in a section that says make it your own so it says it, it either tells you how or insinuates how you can change this sweater so if you want to change a cardigan to a pullover if you want to change a v-neck to a round neck if you want to make the neck higher make the neck lower if you want to modify the sleeve length or how the sleeves are if you want to do a deep um, raglan sleeve like a shallow one or a longer one and then in the back of the book there's a whole bunch of information just strictly speaking about how to create your own patterns and modify patterns it's, it's less in relationship to the specific patterns and more just overall and i just like how cl uh, clear concise and quick and to the point it's i have a lot of knitting design books and they are very lengthy and it's almost overwhelming to read them where this book has these thick, beautiful, modern designs, tells you how to modify each one. They're all stuff I would want to knit. They're all modern necklines. That's the hardest part for me with a lot of those older knitting books. They're from the 70s and the 60s. They haven't really been updated since then. And a lot of the styles in them, I mean, one of the books talks about how to create, um, how to accommodate, how to knit a sweater to accommodate shoulder pads. And I don't know about you, but I haven't shoulder pads in about 20 years <laughs> so it's nice and refreshing to find a book with a design spin on it or at least a custom modify you know the patterns that you that you love to even fit you even better and that it talks about how to design and it keeps it really simple and makes it really fun and the designs in it are just gorgeous I think there's one called like a it's I, I, I don't have the book with me um, today so I can't reference it, but it was called like a, a Playboy jacket or a Playmate jacket or something like that, which I thought was cute because it, I don't know if y'all know, but I watched The Girls Next Door on E! with Hugh Hefner and his three girlfriends, and I do not take it seriously at all, and I think that it's really funny. And so when I saw the jacket, it kind of, the name of it reminded me of that. It made me even want to knit it more because of that, co the, the connection. But it's just a beautiful wrap, like shawl neck, I guess it's called, it's like a ribby neck. And it's it's so cute and simple and pretty and it has some of the, the prettiest little it has a great yoke neck with fair isle going around the side. I'm not doing it any justice. I think I'm just rambling on, but 
check the book out. Go on Amazon.com and look at it. It's, it's worth a look, and you may just have to buy it after you look at it. All right, well, we are at 31 minutes. I still had um, two pattern highlights and um, a couple of ravel Ravelries or highlights. That's going to be a new thing that I'm going to start doing. Um, but I think I'm going to save that for the next podcast. Um, I'll be talking about the Debbie Bliss Bolero that I knit a couple of months ago that I love. It's one of my favorite finished objects ever that I knit for myself <laughs> that fits. Um, and I plan to wear it to work this winter. And then I'm going to be talking about Annie Modisette's Sideways Spencer, which is my current UFO that I'm working on and that is really, really cool. It's got this neat lace chevronish sort of pattern and it's knit from left sleeve to right sleeve. You just literally knit the whole thing sideways. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And sorry for the month-long delay. I was sick for almost two weeks. And I didn't get to podcast when I meant to. But here I am. And I did do another podcast. So I'm getting back on the horse. And I'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>